0: of mine. Welcome back spooky folks It's your boy the man of horror himself Troy Ryan Um. Alright so look Last episode I know I said you know Life's been like a bit of a scary movie And it kinda still is But I'm like towards the end of the movie right You know where like You can tell the sun is gonna come up soon And whatever the evil thing is Everybody's like fighting and shit It's just like you know About to be defeated <laughs> So yeah that's um That's where I am um, which is a good thing, you know I, I know that I'm gonna be good So I'm not really worrying about too much right now But I appreciate everyone who's reached out And just provided words of encouragement Cause it's definitely fucking appreciated Um, so Anyway, today I, I realized, you know, Black History Month Ended, and I had a whole Black History Month Episode planned, but again Shit's been crazy lately, so I never Even got a chance to actually record it <laughs> So I decided that Um, that's going to be the list that I wanted to do today in honor of black history month ending yesterday. Um, and just looking at it, it's trash. I know I'm like perpetuating the idea of CP time, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) this episode is going to be my top 10 black horror films. Um, I know I love us, so I had to do that and then stick around. Um, I'm going to do a review of the new Netflix horror film, the strays, which I don't know. That shit was very interesting and weird and not necessarily in good ways, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> stick around for that. And then after, uh, I'm going to do a Black History Month pick your horror game. So definitely stick around for that. This episode is going to be blackity black, 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 black. <laughs> so check it out. Can't you feel it? It's alive. Watching. Waiting all right all right so in 10th place vampires versus the bronx um it's a netflix horror comedy that i found maybe you know about a year ago and it's so fucking enjoyable i think it might have come out a year ago maybe too. but either way um it's it's a really good film it's pretty fun um on the surface it tells the story of gentrification in the bronx we all know how that goes you know move the old residents out the hood add some cute little stores and shit and then move new people in about the new people moving into the hood, though, is with this one, it's vampires. Hence, vampires versus the Bronx. <laughs> um But the main cast of this is very fun to watch, you know. Um And I'll say, like, they're at this point because it's also, I, I feel like, um, in a sense, coming of age because, like, the main three kids are edging towards upper teenhood, but still kind of kids, you know, and they're just really just trying to save their community. And my favorite part of this is... The community. You know, there's a lot of moments where it genuinely is the Bronx versus the vampires. You know what I'm saying? Like these people coming together, this community coming together to really take care of each other. So I'll say it's beautiful to watch and it reminds me of our people, you know, and how powerful we can be when we do come together, even though we don't do it that much. Ew. So <laughs> in ninth place, another vampire in New York classic, vampire in Brooklyn. This one is a horror comedy as well, but I think honestly it has more horror elements than anything. Um, it stars Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett, and honestly, this one surprised me. Like I watched it again recently, and I was like, "Damn, it's so," it's it's a bit, and it's and honestly Angela Bassett can do anything, anything is in her realm, but for Eddie, it was out of his realm, and I think he did it really fucking well. He has some genuinely creepy moments, and again like I said Angela Bassett just Angela Bassett did the thing (laughs) she did the fucking thing she does what Angela Bassett does the thing so whatever like that's just I feel like there's not even really a point to bring her up like if that makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Uh, but this is like one of my favorites growing up, you know. Um, it definitely has added to the list. And it's just like the funny parts that they have is are like so fucking funny. Um, I think I might I might want to watch this tonight. Huh. Anyway, if you haven't seen this one and you're like not black, I'll give you a bit of a pass. But if you're a black horror fan and you haven't seen it, Shame. yeah. So, <laughs> in eighth place, us jordan motherfucking peel i've discussed this film on the pod before so i'll just say you know a quick few notes i loved us (laughs) i love us and i love the work that Lupita did on this project it's so inspiring as a fellow actor um and just outside of her you know the full cast did an amazing job of being their their doppelgangers um from just subtle actions you know because again you have to figure um Lupita, she was like, her character Addie was the only speaking doppelganger. The rest of them didn't talk, so, and, and they and they just were perfect in their roles. Like, I, I, I was genuinely creeped out by, like, some of the transformations. And it's funny because I've never been afraid of doppelgangers into this film. Like, I blame Jordan, <laughs> because before I saw you know, if I had saw someone who looked like me, I'd be excited. Like, oh shit, how's your life? Where are you from? But now, if I see somebody who looked like me, I'm turning another fucking way. Like, <laughs> we're good. We're good. Um in 7th place, another Jordan Peele masterpiece. You know the man is going to be on the list for all three of his films. Don't worry. Um nope. <laughs> another one that again I've mentioned on the pod before, but this one was another really fun film that had some genuine eeriness to it. Um the cast work, the direction work, the Alien Monster Jean Jacket, you know that works, the story. It's just like so many different elements in this film, and they come together so fucking lovely. Like, I think it's possibly Jordan Peele's smartest film to date. Um, And because of that, it may have went over a lot of people's heads. Like, I just recall hearing a lot of people mention, oh, so stupid, or what the fuck was the thing with the monkey? And it's like, if you're not paying attention, like, and I hate to say it like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it almost feels it feels like in a stuck up very very stuck up way i feel like i'm in like ap horror and everybody who didn't understand it in like in a a regular horror class like (laughs) and i know that's so snooty i know it but hey i appreciate this thing called horror so i feel like i kind of get to be like that right um but no this one so smart so smart so well done so definitely going to be in my top 10 for the black horror um in sixth place the people under the stairs Ah, this one is... It has a very special place in my heart. I used to watch it all the time growing up with my mom. And I remember watching it and being completely just creeped the fuck out by the parents in this one. Like, they had, like, this super pale skin. And they talked in this weird, educated way. Like, I don't even know how else to explain it. Because they didn't... You know, they... they ah, I, I don't know how to explain it. But it was just fucking creepy. And they were both, like, super skinny and thin. Just creepy thin fucking smart parents or something i don't know <laughs> um but it's funny when i I remember when i was annoyed before my parents as kids we all have those moments and i remember thinking like damn i would love to like have some rich people adopt me and then i thought about it. i was like oh but what if i accidentally get some fucked up parents like that you know what never mind i'm good i'll stick with them <laughs> i just like changed my mind altogether of wanting to be adopted mostly based on the parents in this film um but i'll say this was you know if you don't know whether it's one of west craven's earliest films and it's a bit different from his other works but it still has that that west craven feel almost you know if that makes sense and like i said you know me and my mom used to watch it all the time growing up and i remember we would make the noise um that the kid who was like in the halls in, of the house like the one he was laughing and shit like the little noise that he was making it was very like pre-wrong turn if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um but it's definitely priceless in fifth place i want to bring you guys another this one is such a favorite um bones jimmy motherfucking bones this one is like such a black horror classic man um i was legit afraid of Snoop Dogg after this movie for a second and I swear, like, my dad, when I was younger, <laughs> he used to look just like Snoop Dogg. And so, while well, my dad never had his hair, like, pressed, you know what I'm saying, he would have it out sometimes, in between braids, and it would naturally kind of go down a little bit anyway. And i just look at him, and have to, like, look the other way, because that damn jingle would start playing on my head. This is the story of Jimmy Bone. I'm like, Dad, please, just cut your hair. <laughs> Please cut your hair. You look like fucking Jimmy Bones. And especially when my dad was mad, it was over. Like, you you weren't going to tell me that I didn't live with fucking Jimmy Bones. That's it. In <laughs> um, fourth place, The First Purge. Um, This is another one I know I mentioned on the uh, pod before. Um, or at least if not the film, I know that I mentioned most recently in the Top 20 Final Girls episode, Anaya Charms. Um, But overall... I love the Purge films. You know, they're very fun. The idea is very fun and creepy as hell because I feel like it's something that can really happen. And I remember thinking when I saw the first couple, like, damn, you know, what would it be like if this was happening in a predominantly black area? And with this movie, we found out. Like, and and what made me even more feed even more into the Purge is the plot of this movie because is ultimately you know how the, the hood was basically used and, and I say hood loosely because it was mostly a big a big burrow, I'll say. But just for for conversation's sake, the hood, you know what I'm saying? And so it was used as a practice ground for the first official purge. And the thing is, I feel like if they did decide to do that, that's exactly what the fuck they would do. They would pick like they wouldn't practice it in Hollywood or like the Hamptons or fucking, you know, Martha's Vineyard. They'd do that shit in a fucking hood. So this movie, I think, is the realest purge out of all of them. In third place, oh, another fucking classic, Tales from the Hood. So classic 90s black horror. Um, first off, outside of that, it's one of my favorite anthology films ever. And every single tale felt so familiar. Like, I remember watching this, and even at a young age, being able to identify with all of the stories based on the things that I had seen in my life. You know, so it it felt like us <laughs> and in and, and the worst ways, unfortunately. You know, it felt like our people, unfortunately, in some of those fucked up situations, but it's it was reality. And I have to say too, um, Clarence Williams III dog. <laughs> his character is weird and like spooky and charismatic and then in the end he just becomes downright fucking terrifying and he like transforms into the devil like if you've seen this you know at the end like the whole point the guys are looking for the shit blah 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 but he's like by the end like oh yeah this ain't a funeral home this is hell niggas what's up and (laughs) he turns into the devil and it i I used to get chills like i was uh, genuinely terrified of that moment like i recall i couldn't watch the end of this movie for years i would cut it off right before his transformation but, all right next movie because i just i couldn't handle it like <laughs> such a classic man um if you haven't seen this one as a black horror fan Shame. you already know now next in second place the og black horror outside of Black blackula fucking candy man our true introduction to Tony Todd, the man of horror himself. I think this is one of the realest black horrors I've ever seen. Um, from the views of the projects, you know, um, specifically Cabrini Green, to the idea of like the gangs using the legend of Candyman to operate. Like, it, it was just so much about Candyman that works, and I realized recently it's such a good film. Um, because Candyman doesn't even appear in the film until about thirty, thirty five minutes in. And by then we're already hooked. Like on a lot of, you know, horror films, we're like we need that killer or, you know, the the villain, quote unquote, or the antagonist, within like the first ten fifteen, or most of our attention is gone. But with this movie, it was so good that we didn't like you don't even really notice that Candyman hasn't shown up yet. And once he does, it's that much more effective. Um it's it's it's, it's an amazing film, man. And I think honestly it's very detrimental to my love of horror you know from the first time I saw this movie I was just hooked and I needed more like I love all the Candyman movies but this one definitely first place and then speaking of a first place the actual first place film um, from the man Jordan Peele himself you should already know (laughs) get out dog, when this film came out, I know it it didn't just blow me away. It blew everyone away. And for good fucking reason, you know, I think he captured the weird or awkwardness that we can sometimes feel when we're the only black person in the room, you know? And it's funny because it this movie coming out was so perfectly timed with my own life because I had just moved to Arizona from Detroit. So, you know, that's a whole different, like, and, and I, I recent years, you know, more black people are coming out here, but the first few years of me being here, I felt like, "Who, where are we at? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I have to say Jordan is just a master of, um, diving into, I think one, the black psyche, and to um, introducing several seemingly unrelated elements and then making them all related the best way possible. You know, with this one, I hadn't guessed what was happening. Like, I knew, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, the, you know, white people are on some bullshit. You know, the daughter's a weird ass liar. You know, the family is weird. But once you understand what is really going on, it's like, oh, shit. You know, this one, like, burned into my consciousness. And, like, I love it because I honestly feel like, again, that's some shit that could happen. If, ha- if it hasn't already <laughs> um, And you know And it introduced our culture to the sunken place Having a word for those people who Are a little different Let's just say that <laughs> um, But yeah I'll say you know if you haven't seen this one as a black horror fan Shame You definitely already fucking know Shame, shame, shame <laughs> Listen asshole No you listen don't. I'll cut you like a fish. Alright, alright. So um again that was my top ten black horror films. Definitely check out any if you have not seen them. Um and now I wanna go ahead and get into this fucking movie review um review of the strays. Um what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> if you've seen it, it's um a Netflix film and it's spoiler alert, like a, a woman who I guess leaves her kids and they come back to get revenge That's like the simplest way i'll put it um and it's funny because I, I will say like at the end i had to fucking laugh i genuinely laughed because the moms like okay before i even jump to the end because i'm just like I, <laughs> it was it was such a weird film like a lot of the film felt like so again she left her kids right and in the beginning, she leaves, like, this almost, you know, regular-looking house or whatever. And all these years later, she has, like, this white husband. She has, like, this accent. And she's, oh, yeah, I'm here. Um, and and they weren't explicit about her having the accent at first either. Like, she didn't talk. Him again. Anyway, point is, <laughs> she leaves this house. And, you know, she has this whole different life now. But she has, like, this weird thing about black people. Or, like, when her kids, like, do black... Kind of shit, right? Like, like she didn't. It seemed like she just didn't want to be black, or wanted to ignore the fact that she was. So, there's like these two people, mostly the guy, because like the I'll say the girl, the dark. Like there was, so she has two kids herself with her new husband, light skin, but clearly black, the hair and everything. And then the two kids that she left with were dark skin, and it's a boy and a girl, boy and a girl. And the dark skin boy, he kind of keeps showing up in random spots to her and she's like seems crazy and so that was kind of effective at first but then didn't really do much outside of just freaking them the fuck out and then like forcing their way in the house and making them order them Chinese food like I promise you it's (laughs) it was so annoying like and it's wild because the dark skin brother annoyed me the most because he was like the antagonist you know the sister was demented in certain ways and how she would speak and the faces she would make like it was it was really effective but with him none of the shit he was doing made sense he had like this super anger like again i get it this is the woman who left you guys as kids so i get that but his anger extended beyond her um which was weird um that's like a scene where he's like purposely fucking with the dad or the husband who has actively and been vocal about how frustrated he is that she left them you know what i'm saying like so it just it didn't make sense and then they never explained the the point of what they were trying to do that night like was the end of the night the purpose was like to kill them because it doesn't I don't know I don't know it it doesn't play out like that because here's the thing like I said they break in and try to um, have them order Chinese food and you know he heads butts the dad and I feel like he killed the dad I'm pretty sure uh, with a weight on well, those random scenes so maybe that was the intention to kill everybody but like why um but that's not how the movie ends. The mom, they, you know, again, they forced him to order Chinese food, or forced the family to order Chinese food. And she gets the food at the door. It's like, hold on, I have to go give them a tip. And she goes to get her purse, and she's like, I'm sorry for how everything turned out. And then that bitch leaves. And that's the end of the movie. That's it. Like, she said, fuck them kids again. And, like, all the kids realize that she just left them, and they just look stupid and then I said like, <laughs> like, it just it anno- It was hilarious because again fuck them kids but it was annoying because it didn't seem to be a true intention other than to fuck with them instead of fucking with the one who left you like you know what I'm saying Like, it just I don't know I don't have much to say I'll say um, give it a watch maybe just to kind of see how fucking weird it is I gave it one out of five stars and that's just for watchability because it is watchable like, you do want to see what's happening, and you're annoyed at some point. Say, oh, my God, why is he doing that? Um, and side note, it was four people versus two. If y'all don't fucking jump them, like, I don't know. People ain't grow up like how we did. My family would have <laughs> jumped their ass. Like, that's, that just don't make sense. It's y'all two, and it's four of us. We're about to mob y'all ass in this fucking kitchen and get back to our day. You know what I'm saying? Um, but whatever. It's watchable. Um one out of five that's pretty much it. It gets watchable until it's laughable and then um yeah <laughs> they will say that I have shed innocent blood. what's blood for if not for shedding so with that um I'm gonna hop into the last segment of the episode tonight um I want to do a black history pick your horror and I feel like this one is really, really fun. First, for our villain for round one, it's Candyman versus Bones. Jimmy fucking Bones, like I said. I feel like that's some hard shit, right? Like, like they're almost... They're, you know, they're both supernatural, but it's almost like they're both villains that as long as you leave their territory alone, then you won't be fucking killed. But I think the difference is Candyman's territory can be anywhere, anywhere with a mirror. That's where Jimmy Bones loses because it's just at his house. So I'll say Candyman. So now we got our villain. We got our villain. Okay. So then next round, round two, we got Naya Charms versus M. Haywood from Nope. Um. And I like this one. Ooh. Um, this is another good one. Shit. So I feel like I feel like M would win and it's only because she fought against something he like they both fought against these entities that were larger than themselves. You know what I'm saying? She was Naya was pretty much against the fucking government. Um and M was against a giant alien animal. But Naya had help and M didn't. So that's 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 where we're gonna pick M on that one. Um round three is addy from us versus rita from vampire in brooklyn and that's a battle if i ever fucking seen one like what so it's like literally lupita versus angela bassett that's a fire ass god damn that's such a fire battle okay um i gotta go with i don't know what rita for this one I'm going with Rita because she had, like, those supernatural visions, like, in her dreams and stuff like that, like, um, so I feel like she has some kind of connection to abilities that would possibly help her, um, and then Addy just kind of, like, is a fighter, you know, which isn't bad, but you know what I'm saying, there wasn't necessarily anything supernatural with her, um, just, or was it? Or fucking was it? Because we just saw that creepy ass smile at the end, realizing that this whole time she was a doppelganger. But then it wouldn't have meant she was evil, because she just lived a whole life as good, right? Like, unless it was part of her play. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going Rita. <laughs> so round four. um Ooh, so round four I have Cynthia from Bones. Um, Bianca Lawson's character and then Anne Marie from um Candyman, Vanessa Williams character. And I feel like Anne Marie has a similar thing as Addie as mostly, you know, they're fighters for their children. Um I think I think Cynthia, fuck Anne Marie that's like she has like them another one she had like psychic abilities and shit like that like i remember her mom had it and then she started to pick up on it and then if i'm not mistaken bones like possessed her at the end of the movie so yeah she didn't even fully hurt no more so all right so that gives me Candyman versus m rita and cynthia all right that's fun as hell okay okay so, round five, I think the first person out... Mm, I think the first person out would probably be... Shit, I don't know, though. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think the first person out would be Rita. Because I feel like she was very susceptible to, like, hypnotism and romance and shit like that. And that's kind of up, like, Candyman's alley. You know what I'm saying? he make bitches vote across the room into his arms, like... <laughs> He's done it a lot of times, and I feel like Rita will fall for that. Um, So, that takes her out. So, now we in round six. So, it's Candyman versus M and Cynthia. Um, hmm. uh, See, I feel like... Okay, so, with that one, I feel like M would be smart and just not fucking say his name. Or not pull it... Like, you know, not be around on no mirrors. But, unfortunately, he's already there. So, with that... I don't know she's real smart I think I'm struggling because like I said I think Cynthia is possessed by bones at the end so it's like she got plus the psychic powers that she already had like I feel like she would be able to stop Candyman so I gotta say and we'll be out next and with that the last round is Candyman versus Cynthia and like I just said I think she would know how to stop him um, either she would, or our bones would. Like, at this point, with being possessed, and it's almost like, like I said, she has her powers. Um, if she is fully possessed, then she would have all of Jimmy Bones' powers, and he was doing a lot of shit in that movie, so I feel like. But then it's like they're both like, and, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna say Cynthia will win that. <laughs> cynthia jimmy bones possessed cynthia would win the fuck out of that um yeah i think that's accurate um let me know if you guys agree maybe do one yourself and see if you came up with the same options if not definitely let me know um follow the official instagram page for the pod man of horror underscore podcast thank you guys so much for listening as always fucking fun um check me out next week i'm going to be doing a review of the movie megan y'all y'all definitely don't want to miss that one i love that movie i loved it loved it loved it so definitely stick around um but until then stay spooky folks peace